You're listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. Today, we continue a series called Continuing in the Word of God, and today's topic is going to be our future secured by the Bible. I'm your host again, Richard Moses, and if you haven't already, do us a favor, follow us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you watch our podcast live on the air, or give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can help more people bring Bible truths to basic principles. Now, let's get into today's episode. Pastor, it is great to have you in studio again, as always. Um, we're excited to jump into today's conversation, our future, future hmm. secured by the Bible. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I've enjoyed this uh, series. Yeah. You know, continuing in the Word. And uh, this is, like you said, the last of it. And we're looking at how to have a future that's secured by the Bible. All right. So let's start off with this question today. Have you ever had someone make you a promise and then they broke that promise to you? Uh, yes. Yes. Was it me? Uh, yes. What? Yeah. When did I do this? Um, Wait, uh, do you want to say on here or was it like a private thing? No, it, not, let me say, it was just, uh, no, you just forgot. Oh. You, you ended up doing it, but yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no big deal. I just, I'm, I really like giving you a hard time. <laughs> It's okay. This is like two episodes in a row where yeah, you just. I I'm sorry. Just, I love you. I do. Okay. I do. I, I love no, you too. No, no, you haven't. You haven't really broken a promise. No. Well, that's no, good. No. I hope not. not I try not to keep all. all my promises. You do. I I'm promise, just, I, folks. I just love giving this guy a hard time. He's such a great guy. I just like being around <laughs> him, and I like giving him a hard time. <laughs> Listen, I, I always when I say yes to things, I yeah. always in my mind want to do that. I know you do. I always want. I to know. Do that. I know you do. I, yeah, I, yeah. I love to do that. I don't doubt it. You want to go bowling this weekend? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go bowling this weekend. That'd be great. That'd be great. As you're uh, and then in Saturday. Connecticut somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Do, oh, my bad. I forgot. Anyway, but that can be kind of hurtful if it's if it's real. Though. Yes, if it's like, real. Hey, I promise I will pay off your car for you. You just get whatever car you want. I'm just going to take care of the bill. Right. And then uh, that next month rolls around and the bill's in your mailbox. And then, oh, sorry, I, I can't pay for the car. Or how about this? Some people have gone through this. You were in a, you grew up in a broken home and your dad said, I promise I'll be there on Saturday to, to oh, yeah. be at your ball game. Yep. Man. Terrible. That's, oh. That is extremely hurtful, especially if it's happens more than once. You know, yeah. you're counting on that person. You want, you love that person, and mm -hmm. then, boom, yeah. you know, um, you've opened up and you're very, very vulnerable, and now uh, you have um, been extremely hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that stinks. Yeah. Maybe it's been you personally. Maybe you've made a promise, and uh, maybe you haven't kept it, and that, that kind of haunts you a little bit, or you carry some guilt. Um, but the point is that we've all been either giving or receiving promises, or we've all been on two ends of that scenario in yeah. our life. Yeah, we really have because yeah. we're not perfect. Yeah. We, like you say, I, I'm like you, I, I, I want to keep those promises. I right. want to, I had somebody say to me recently, well, when I made that promise, it was a different circumstance and I would have done anything at that time. Yeah. But you made the promise. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and, but, and we've all done that. Um, right. and, and I guess in some aspects, you just have to learn to be forgiving because you want people to forgive you when you not intentionally, but break your promise. You know? So true. It's yeah. so true. We do know that today though, because of the Bible, that one person that never keeps his promises are, is Satan. 
That's right. Satan never keeps his promises. Nope. Uh, he lures people uh, into one thing, thinking they're going to love it, and then he does a bait and switch. He's yep. Like, Man, this is going to satisfy you. This is going to take care of all your needs. Yep. Um, if you could just get to this place financially, you'll be taken yeah. care of. If you could just, you know, if you could just cut these corners, so that way you have a little bit more time in your life. You know, you'll you'll be you'll be free. Um, if you give in to her, she will satisfy you. If you give in to him, yep. he will satisfy you. And God doesn't love you. That's God, that, yeah. Yeah, God, yeah. God doesn't love you. you right. Need, you need more than that. You right. need more than that. If he if he really loved you, he wouldn't. Put you through this, or yeah. God doesn't want you to enjoy life. Or, Absolutely, you know. Are you are you really saved? How bad have you been? You right, know, you you've done so many things that right. are against the Bible. How can you say you're a Christian? Right, um, aren't you so broken? Right, you know Satan. They they call him the father of lies. That's right, um, because he doesn't want you to know that you're completely accepted in the beloved. He wants you to feel broken. He wants you to feel away from Jesus Christ. Um, and you might say, man, what does this have to do with our future? What does all this have to do with our future? Because God always keeps his promises. (laughs) And and so if our future is going to be secured by the Bible, we need to understand that God always keeps his promises. And though we go through life and we do have hard times, you know, Christianity, um, uh, is not perfect when it comes to us as people, we're not perfect. And so therefore, um, there's going to be hard times. We're still part of uh, this this world. We're in the world, yeah. you know, but not of the world. We've got to live in a, a broken world, a broken society, a mm-hmm. sin cursed world. But though we we have disappointments, and though life is hard at times, we can trust God that our future is secured in Him because He always, not sometimes, not most of the time, not ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, God always keeps His promises. Yeah. You know, so that's that's a a great thing. And today, I really want to give people. Uh, I want to go through a great deal of scripture, okay, um, to be able to give people uh, some help in their spiritual walk, and to provide some Bible principles for them that will help them in their journey with Jesus. Yeah, today's episode is uh, it's still it's still our normal episode. It's a, it's a, it's a lighthearted. It's it's fun, but right. it, it's um. Can I use the word sobering? In a way, not so much that the things are are heavy that we're talking about, but just the sheer fact that, you know, you think about these promises and how often we doubt them in our minds mm-hmm. um, is quite sobering because uh, in our humanistic worldview, um, we like to rationalize yeah. and we like to be able to figure everything out. And when we can't, we begin to doubt or begin to fear or we begin to, um, you know, uh, uh, self-deprecate so that mm-hmm. we can make it through. Um, but when you fall into the gospel and when you fall into the Bible, your future is completely and totally secured no matter what you do. Because our future doesn't depend upon us. It depends upon Jesus working in us. Right. And we just have to be people that allow God's promises to take root in our life so that we can live it out in a very special way. See, we, we did nothing. Right. We did nothing to earn our salvation. Nothing at all. <laughs> And our salvation has everything to do with our future. So uh-huh. therefore, since we didn't do anything to earn our salvation, we can't do anything to keep our salvation. Sure. It's all about God. So therefore, he secures our future for us as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's jump into the first promise today. Um, first promise is this. When your sin haunts you, when your sin haunts you, remember God's promise to forgive and forget them. This is 
this is astronomically huge to mm-hmm. especially people that um, deal with habitual sins like we all do, mm-hmm. or or maybe that deal with a lot of self guilt. Um, teenagers deal with this all the time. Mm-hmm. Their sin haunts them. They wonder, man, am I really saved? Um, is God really keeping me in, in his will? Because look at all the things that I've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much Bible that backs up this. When your sin haunts you, remember God's promise to forgive and to forget them. Yeah, um, it doesn't give us a license. Right. Do not frustrate the grace of God. Right, yeah. right. But these promises are true. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, remember when John wrote that, he was writing to Christians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, we use this verse a lot for um, assurance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But this has to do with Christians about the confessing of their sins. And what does he do? He cleanses us from most of it. Nope. What's it say? It says he cleanses us from all unrighteousness right yeah all unrighteousness and in the book of first john uh, chapter one he's not talking to unsaved people no he's talking to the church that's right and he's saying look guys um you've been told that you because what was happening was there were so many false prophets that mm-hmm. were coming in and saying oh you're not good enough for god you must pay this much money yep. so that you got to do be this good enough for yep. god or you yep. must you must say this much penance mm-hmm. and, and john's coming in like guys stop being so confused if you confess your sin he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and he, he just brings it down to grassroots and, and tries to comfort these people of this church and bring kind of some clarity to all the confusion that they were having. And he tells them, walk in the light then. Yeah, just walk in the light. Walk in the light. Just walk in the light as he was in the light. Yeah. You know? Now, Romans 8, 1 also tells us there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Isaiah one eighteen. come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet. Look at what he says. They shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And then Psalm 103, 13 says, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. He cares for us. Yeah. He cares for us. So when your sin haunts you, remember God's promises to forgive and to forget them. But what's the second promise we ought to hold on to when securing our future? So when you question God's faithfulness, to you in trials when right. you question god's faithfulness to you in trials sometimes sometimes we do do that don't we yeah we, we're going through a tough time and we're like man does god even care about us the disciples the disciples did this you know they're in the middle of the sea and the waves are crashing and the wind is blowing and they run back and they say master master do you even care that we perish and jesus was there in the boat with them yep <laughs> and they still questioned the faithfulness of God. And, and even as laymen and, and pastors, we can do this. Um, mm-hmm. We can get into dark places and think like, man, does God even care about me or what's going on in my life? I, I feel like I haven't seen him work. And the only way that we can get through those dark times, whether it be a normal, you know, layman or whether it be a brand new Christian, um, is to go to the word of God. Uh, and so there's several verses we have about making sure that you believe God's faithfulness in your trials. Yeah, John 6.37 says, All that the Father giveth me shall come unto me. I will in no wise cast out. He's saying run to the Father. Yeah. He's saying, look, and I love the, the in John is where you find that word Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the way I've the way I've I've heard that described in messages before is when you say Abba Abba, um, you're almost like saying Daddy Daddy, I need you. Um, you know, I need you to be. It's the most intimate form of the word Father. Um, to where you know, like my son Miles is uh, two and a half years old, and so when he wakes up in the middle of the night. Um, you know, that's, that's what you hear from the little, the little mm-hmm. baby monitor is either, you know, daddy, I need you or, or mommy, I need you because he's, he's afraid he woke up. He's, you know, he's confused about where he is or why am I awake right now? I'm not supposed to be. And so he wants that person in his life right now, who's that picture of Jesus and that can just hold him and, and take care of him. Um, and, and God is that same picture to his children, the people that have been saved. He's that Abba father that you can run to. And just fall into him and say, Lord, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I am struggling with. Um, here's what she said. Here's what he said. And just give that to God. And he promises you, look, I don't care what's going on. If you come to me, I will in no wise cast out. I will never abandon you. And, and, and um, you can take that to the bank. It's great. Yeah, he's, he, and no matter what trial, difficulty you're going through, God is going to be faithful. I love Philippians 1, 6, where it says, being confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, you know, it's talking about his faithfulness in your life. It doesn't say he's going to perform it during just good times. It mm-hmm. says he will perform it. Remember, Paul was writing this in a Roman prison cell. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and Paul was saying, I, I think you can almost hear him talking to himself, saying, yep. hey, God's begun a good work in me. On the road to Damascus, he begun a good work in me, and he's going to continue to perform it until the day he takes me home or until he day he comes back yeah you know so um number three when you feel dry and weary and are desperate for encouragement so here's a promise when you feel uh, dry and weary and are desperate for encouragement take a look at isaiah 55 1 through 3 why don't you read that rich it says everyone that thirsteth come ye to the waters and he that hath no money come ye buy and eat yea come buy wine and milk and money and without price Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness, and climb your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make you an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Man, that is so deeply rich in Isaiah chapter 55. Can you un- unpack that a little bit? Yeah. Um, basically, he's saying you've got two options. Mm-hmm. You know, you can run to to the world and try and buy that which is empty, or you yeah. can come to me. And when you are feeling dry, when you are feeling weary, when you are desperate for encouragement, the place to go is not the world. The place to go is to the father yeah over and, and over, over again and over and over and over again we can't stress that enough no he never wearies of us coming to him no no but you know what we'll you know what will weary down is the bank account the yep. bank account will you can only buy that so many times yep um you can only go those places so many times you can only think those thoughts so many times before it just becomes damaging to you mm-hmm. and um the bible says very clearly here just keep coming to me there's no price for what I have for you. There's no price that you could put on it. Um, and so many times we just try to self-medicate with so many things that are unfulfilling. And God's saying, look, just come to me, come to me, come to me, come what, to what me. What did David do uh, in the psalmist? What did he say when he was down, when he was desperate for encouragement? Right. That he encouraged himself in 
the Lord. Yeah, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that yep. is higher than I. Yep. Because yep. he knew he couldn't do anything else. Right. When we when we run to anything else for encouragement other than the Lord, yeah. they're like broken cisterns, as yeah. the Bible says. Yeah. They're they're idols that were made with men's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight says, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Even in the darkest nights, yep, he can give you rest. All right, promise number four. When you pray, do so believing God hears and answers. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Um, Hebrews four sixteen tells us to come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So when we pray, we need to pray believing that God hears and answers answers our prayer now what we need to understand is he may not always answer on our time frame right it's not like uh lord give me a million give me a million dollars and tomorrow your bank account has a million dollars in it he he sometimes uses his answers to grow you Mm -hmm. to mold you to make you into what you need to be um because god is not a genie in a bottle waiting for your request but he's a loving father who knows what you need and when you need it and he knows what's best for you. And he knows what's best for you. Yeah. And, there, and go, go on. I'm sorry. And a lot of times we just we just need to trust that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just need to fall into the grace that God says, "Hey, I know what is good for you. I know how much you can handle, and I know how much you can't handle." Um, I think one of the most interesting phrases I hear from people is, "Man, I just I just don't know if I can handle this." Right. And um, my, my wife and I have said that many times. Even when we found out that we were pregnant with number two, we mm-hmm. were like, man, I don't, I don't really know how we are going to do two. Like, Miles is a handful by himself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I do. I remind myself that, you know, the Lord's promise is that he'll never give you more than you can handle. And um, if we lean into that, especially in our prayers, we say, Lord, please give me this, please give me this, please give me this. If he hasn't answered the prayer yet, then he knows that it's not time. Or right. he knows that something in the formula is not right yet for that to happen. I know that there's been times in my life, I remember specifically something in my life that I was praying for. Yeah. And God did not give it to me. And now I look back and I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Sometimes um, God does answer our prayers, but there knows, you know, I I know what's best for you. He's saying, Uh and, but we do need to believe even in the time of our difficulties that God hears and answers our prayer. Too many times we want our answer, uh, our answer to difficulties is to get out. And God's saying, I'm not going to get you out. I'm going to get you through and you're going to see my hand in this. Right. So, Man, I, lo- I love uh, learning about prayer. Um, let's just take a pause real quick and give some some quick resources on this. This is not a whole podcast on prayer, uh, but I just feel like it could be a help to a lot of people right now. If we'll just say, um, you know, what are some what are some books, maybe some resources that you know about that you know about prayer? One of the best resources that I would I would recommend on prayer is Ian Bounds' book on prayer. Okay, um, and he has a whole compilation. I've got the whole thing and. Uh, it is absolutely uh, phenomenal. Um, I don't know of um, any any book that is has impacted my life more on prayer than his book. Um, do, you, do you know what the the title of it is? Um, 
I'll find it out for you. I, I don't. I don't. I know it's Ian Bounds. It just, it's, it's called Ian Bounds on Prayer. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ian Bounds on Prayer. Fantastic book. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. I just looked it up here. Um, one that I've read that I, that I love is uh, called Circle Maker by uh, Mark Batterson. Mm-hmm. talks about the system and the, the, the follow-up from prayer. It's a really, really good book, Circle Maker by by Mark Batterson, as well as uh, God gave us a pretty good outline of prayer in Matthew chapter 7. I was just thinking uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you ever want to know, hey, man, what should I pray, go to Matthew chapter 7 when the disciple said, Lord, uh, teach us to pray. And right. he goes through um, what we call the Lord's Prayer. And, man, it's just a fantastic, very therapeutic thing to go through. Yeah. Um, I, I love going through that. I, I think the other thing that we need to learn how to do, too, is praying Scripture back. Yeah, it's so good. So um, good. And you can find a lot of prayers in the epistles that Paul wrote to the different churches and mm-hmm. people that he was actually praying. Their prayers, many of many of those passages there, mm-hmm. that he was actually praying for those people, and we can pray those back to God. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a pause there today and go to the Rich and Riddell minute. All right, folks. It's that time in our show again. It's the Rich and Riddell minute where we talk about everyday life things. And Pastor, it is the month of October. The leaves are changing. The air is crisp and life is good. And so here's what we're going to talk today about on the Rich and Riddell Minute. Pastor, there have been times in your life where God has had to keep his promises. We're talking about that today. Yes. What is a promise that you would never make? Promise that I would never make. Wow. Um. Hmm. Man, that's, I don't know. I, I is, there a, is there a promise you never make? Uh, man, you've really caught me off guard. I, know, I don't that, know. That was good. I, I don't, know I don't okay, for me personally, I don't think I would ever promise anybody more money that I would spend in a month. Oh. Uh, I don't, I don't okay. think I ever would. I don't think I'd ever promise anybody I'd go hunting. Oh, really? Yeah. I, it's not I, about no, that? No. I'm not, not going to sit in the tree stand at 4 a.m. freezing to death. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's pretty good. No, I would never, never. Hey, if you're listening today and you have a promise that you would never, ever, ever, ever make, send it to us. Podcast at openbiblenj.org. That's been the Richard Riddell Minute. That was your... uh your shirt there that they gave me. I'm like, yeah, that reminded, oh, my. Me, yeah, it reminded me of hunting. <laughs> is that a deer on there? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, somebody gave me this. Yeah, um, it's nice looking. And uh, I wore it this morning, and um, I was with somebody this morning, and they were like, hey, that's whatever the brand is. And I was like, oh, really? Hmm. And I was like, I, I had no idea. It's ev- evidently some some brand, some huh? hunting brand that you buy at Bass Pro Shop or something. So oh. I just thought it was a nice color. Yeah, yeah, I so, like it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not too heavy. No, it's perfect. For it was today. like you know, fifty nine degrees this morning when I left or whatever. So yeah, it is what it is. All right, so uh, we're in a episode called "Our Future Secured by the Bible." We are on promise number five, and promise number five is this: when you are lacking wisdom to make decisions about the future, there's three verses that you can go to. Yeah, and I think uh, those who've been in the scripture for a while would know this, but yeah. just because you know it doesn't mean you shouldn't go to it, right? 100%. Yep, 100%. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's familiar for a reason, yep. right? <laughs> right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct, here that is, that future secured by the Bible, thy paths. Yep. Right? Yep. Psalm 32.8 says, I will instruct thee and I will teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. God's promising David there. He's saying, look, 
do what I'm calling you to do. I will instruct thee. I will teach thee. I will show you what to do. Just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. And then we jump to the New Testament, the book of James. Yeah, James 1, 5, when it's talking about when you're lacking wisdom to make decisions about the future, the Bible says, if you, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men stingily. Nope. No, it says liberally. Yep. And it braideth not, and it shall be given him. Yeah, he says, look, just ask me for wisdom. I'll give it to you over and over and over and over and over again. Um, but you have to ask. Just ask, ask, ask. So yeah. when you're lacking wisdom, trust God's promise that he will take care of you. You know, uh, you're going to the to the God of um, all resources. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to run out. Yep. You think about that. It, it God's resources never ever run out and so if we need wisdom for our future let's ask yeah he owns the cattle on a thousand hills yep so all right uh so that's number five number six promise from god when you are fearful when you are fearful you can take these promises of god to the bank in psalm 27 verse 1 the bible says the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's a great verse. As a matter of fact, I've memorized that whole chapter, Psalm 27. I yeah. love that chapter. And it's just, it's a great psalm uh, because at times all of us fear, don't we? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. because we're uncertain about the future. We're uncertain about what's going to happen. We, we're not sure of how things are going to work out. We, uh, How's that person going to respond? What's going to happen now? Hey, our future secured by the word of God. The mm-hmm. Bible tells us what, that the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord. Yep. You know, and in Isaiah 41.10 says, fear thou not. Why? Why shouldn't I fear God? For I am with thee. Be not dismayed. Why? For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with my right hand of my righteousness. Yeah, what so wonderful promises that, that we have. And we got to remember what? Satan never keeps his promises. God always keeps his promises. So yep. lead us into the last one, number seven. I mean, there's many more promises. Right, but, right. But lead us into the last one for today, Rich. So this is a great one to wrap up with. When all you do feels meaningless. Yeah. When all you do feels meaningless. Man, how many times, let me ask the listener, how many times have you just been doing, 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 and feel like you're just spinning your wheels? Um, if you're anything like me, a lot. <laughs> and you know what I find? You know? you know what I find? Those who are in the marketplace, yeah. many times they think, well, I'm really not serving God. I'm oh, really not yeah, living. I, yeah. I, it's meaningless. It doesn't amount for the kingdom. Uh, folks, um, God's, God's at work in the marketplace. Yeah. I think just as much as he's at work in the church. Cause think about it. Think about all the people that God used in the marketplace throughout scripture. Yep. What was Moses doing when God called him? He was on the backside of the desert, desert tending sheep. sheep. Mm-hmm. What was Elijah doing? He was tending cattle when God called him. Yep. How about Amos? How about, um, uh, uh, what did I say? Moses, Elijah, Amos. Mm-hmm. What about David? Yep. Okay. These people were all called when they were in the marketplace. What about Matthew? Yep. <laughs> I mean, we can go on and on and on and see how God has used people in the marketplace yeah. to be able to impact the kingdom of God. And it wasn't like they started impacting the kingdom once they were called either. No. They were already doing it, and that's why God knew that they were worthy of, of even more. Exactly. Know, even more to reach out of. And, and um man, God's placed you on purpose for a purpose, exactly where you are. And for you to go into work without a gospel centered thinking and, you know, that I'm here to share with every single person, you know, what God's done in my life is, is, um, 
short-sighted. It's short-sighted, yeah. And it's, and it's not where you find meaning. You find meaning in the promises of God's word, like in the book of Colossians chapter number three, the Bible says, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily with everything you have as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance for ye serve the Lord Christ. Everything you do is purposeful. Everything you do has meaning. So whatever you're doing, do it unto the Lord. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're standing on assembly line yeah. or if you're in a boardroom as a CEO. Yeah. We need to do it unto the Lord. Yeah. In the book of Ephesians, chapter number six, verses five through eight, the Bible says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether they be bond or free. Yep. And uh, you know what that's talking about? Both those, those passages that we read were written to churches. Yeah. With people filled uh, in those churches that went to the marketplace. Yep. They weren't written to preachers. No. Okay. They were written to everyday Christians, which all of us are. We yep. just happen to have different. I'm a vocational Christian. What I mean by that is I, my vocation's in the church. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Uh, people that uh, others are marketplace Christians. Yep. Okay. That could be, I'm thinking uh, just Chuck Wanamaker right now. He's, yeah. he's in the business world. He just came to my mind. He's in the business world. doesn't mean that, that he is any less a servant of God uh, or a Christian than I am. In fact, a lot of times, those of you that are listening, which probably the majority of you um, work out in the field, quote unquote, if that's what you want to call it, you actually have more of an opportunity yep. a lot of times to share than, than, than we do. Yeah. Um, you know, God's called us to to a different ministry. He's called us to equip. Yep. And he's called you to go. Yep. And not that we are negated of our responsibility to go. We have the same responsibility and, and we sure. do very, very sure. often. But just in, in all reality, you have so much more opportunity just because of where God has placed you. Um, so when you feel like what you're doing is meaningless, remember God's placed you where you are on purpose for a purpose. Man, this series continuing in the word of God has been so good. Why don't you just give us a wrap up here? It really has. And let me let me encourage you with this. I can guarantee you if you continue in the word of God, your future will be better off than if you don't. I can make that promise. I can make that promise. You've been listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. If this has been a help to you today, would you do us a favor and share this with your friends so that we can help more people do the same? Give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to us on YouTube. If you have any questions for us, send us an email to podcast at openbiblenj.org. We'll see you next week when we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles.